Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Business of Cyber. This is your host, Joe Vink. We got an awesome episode today with Daniel Hooper. Uh, Daniel is the CISO at Varo. And if you aren't familiar with Varo, you'll probably hear of it soon. It's one of the uh, sort of preeminent and leading mobile-first commercial digital banks in the U.S. So they just earned their banking certification and really are disrupting sort of the commercial banking space right now. Uh, prior to Varo, Daniel was the CISO at PIMCO. PIMCO, you've probably heard of. They're one of the sort of legendary financial services and investment management firms in the world. Um, Daniel was their CISO for a couple of years and uh, transitioned over to Varo recently. But as far as our conversation today, Daniel and I got in touch via LinkedIn. He put a post up uh, asking his network for their guidance and insight into addressing the questions, are we secure and are we okay? And sparked a huge, huge response. Uh, long story short, Daniel and I got in touch and figured, let's do a podcast episode and talk more about this in depth. So that's primarily the focus for the discussion today is how does Daniel, as a CISO at uh, significant financial services companies, how does he respond to those questions? Like, are we secure uh, and are we okay? Um, from there, the conversation pivoted into just his development as a CISO. What were some of the things he needed to work on during his first few CISO gigs? Um, and how does he go out of his way to really understand not only the business, but the clients that he's serving as well? So awesome episode today. Big thank you to Daniel for taking the time to uh, join me for the interview and hope you all enjoy. Well, the party is off to a good start. Daniel, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the show. All right. Thanks very much, Joe. Absolutely. Well, as a way of kicking us off, why don't you tell us um, maybe a little bit, a little bit about yourself and sort of your story for how you got into cybersecurity? Yeah, for sure. So uh, I think like most folks, you know, I kind of started my career 20 years ago as a technology professional. You know, I was always enjoying the technical aspects of you know, system administration, network administration, you know, that sort of stuff. And, and, you know, really security was just a part of the role, right? You know, I mean, you had to apply patches to servers, configure password policies, do network segmentation, firewall configuration, all that sort of stuff. But I think, you know, the, you know, the kind of growth from that into very specifically security roles was really more about just staying curious. You know, I think, when I worked for IBM in 99, 2000, you know, right at the sort of height of the dot-com sort of thing. And, you know, one of the big banks in Australia where I was working at the time, uh, being Australian, uh, their password policy on their Unix environment was four character passwords. And so I said to the account rep, you know, why four characters? That's dumb. It really should be higher than that. And they said, okay, we'll go buy a suit and come and explain it to the bank kind of thing. And uh, so I did and became you know, more specifically focused on security as a, you know, kind of a way to prevent bad things happening on technology. Cool. And how did that lead to sort of your first CISO role? I know you've had a couple now, so why don't you tell us a little bit about that and how you ended up in security leadership? Yeah, it's quite a long journey. And to be honest, it's, it's really that, you know, staying curious and learning more about, you know, the industries and the technologies and threats and that sort of stuff. And really how that applies, not just to what can you do from your mom's basement kind of thing with a laptop, but really, you know, what, what's the impact on the business side? You know, people talk a lot about, you know, at the start it was, do you have a firewall? And okay, great. You have to have a firewall if you're doing business online. 
And then it was, do you have a security policy? And it's like, well, what does a security policy do, right? Hackers don't care if you have a security policy. Um, you know, as, if it's not applied, it doesn't really matter. It's a piece of paper. It's just shelfware. And so really it was more about, you know, how do you shift that conversation from a technology conversation of you need this laundry list of stuff to how do you put that in a business context? You know, how do you build a program from the top down? And that really kind of led me into getting away from the keyboard a little bit more and looking more at what are the components of a security program, you know, policies and processes and risk assessments, education, awareness, all that sort of stuff kind of flowed from there. And so, you know, the path, you know, coming out of IBM back in the sort of you know, early mid two thousands and ended up working for a fairly small online money transfer company up in Canada and really helping them build a program from the ground up. You know, they were doing really well online business, you know, kind of exploded in the, kind of mid 2000s, I guess, if you will, um, when online money transfer was really becoming quite trusted. Uh, and they were seeing quite a lot of fraud loss at the time, actually, because they just didn't have good data. They didn't have good controls in place to prevent, you know, account takeovers and, and fraud loss and that sort of stuff. And so it was really looking at the business of what do they do and how do they do it and what can we do better from a security perspective? Yeah. So what was maybe the biggest challenge you had to work through when you first started your first maybe couple of CISO gigs? Yeah, sure. I think the, the, you know, the biggest challenge is really getting to know the business side, you know, getting to know the key stakeholders, understanding what are their drivers and what are their priorities as well. You know, do they even really care about security? You know, I've, I've had folks tell me, don't worry about it. It's just sand in the gears. You know, it's just like having insurance. It's just going to slow us down, you know, that sort of stuff. And it's, you know, shifting that conversation. That's the hardest part, I think, of, of being a security leader is helping, you know, potentially non-technical, fairly senior individuals understand why security is important to them and to their business and to their customers. Yeah. How, how do you recommend or would you advise like a friend of yours who's a CISO who's maybe like facing that sort of challenge? How would you advise that they like take those first couple of steps to... Um, you know, like you said, maybe get hands off keyboard, like stop thinking about like frameworks and systems, but actually go like work with the business, understand how they operate and sort of reposition who they are as a security leader. Yeah, I think I've, you know, I've worked with a lot of people who are, you know, very, very focused on the technology piece. You know, they're, they're super focused on, you know, what's the next great product? What's the next great control we can implement? You know, what's the next shiniest widget that we can buy? You know, I think the you know we get all caught up in the marketing hype of you know next generation products. It started out as next gen firewalls, with, yeah, you know, and then it moved into next gen AV, and then you know blah blah blah, and and now we're seeing micro segmentation and zero trust and all these kind of you know great key terms. And it's really easy to get wrapped up in the technology spend, right? But I think yeah. what we've seen is the the hype curve in security kind of thing is starting to tail off and head down, in my opinion. I think we're not seeing those 15, 20% year over year budget increases for security anymore. We're right. being asked like every other business professional to do more with less. You know, the threats aren't going away. The nature of business is changing to more online and cloud and stuff like that. You've got third party SaaS providers and et cetera, that you, you've really got to think about not just your four walls anymore. You've got to think outside the box, but budgets aren't going up like they used to. So you've really yeah. got to get smart about what can you do? Where can you, you know, spend your money and things. So I think some of the best, you know, CISOs that I know, peers of mine and, and other professionals I learned from as well kind of thing are really always asking questions. You know, they're really out there trying to figure out, you know, what can I do better? What, you know, what can I look at differently? How can I resource something differently? Should I insource or outsource something? 
you know, can I work with a service provider that can give me better leverage at a better cost than doing this with in-house staff? Or, yeah. you know, can I talk to the business and say, look, this is a known issue. If you guys are cool with it, I'll stop spending money on this, but you know, the risk is on you guys. And so sure. it's that, you know, risk management component of helping people understand again, like I said earlier, you know, why is security important to them and, and having the business stakeholders take ownership. For sure. So that sort of sparked a, a, another idea for a question. And I know we got connected over LinkedIn and uh, specifically uh, related to the post you put up, I think a week ago now about um, uh, how would you as a CISO respond to the questions like, are we secure or are we good? It, the post is like blown up. I think there's 450 reactions and <laughs> like 400 comments or something like that. Yeah, so uh, um, 22,000 views on the feeds. But yeah. That's yeah, insane. Crazy. Yeah. That's <laughs> so just to sort of, I mean, maybe sort of flip the table there. Like if you get those sorts of questions, right? Are we secure? Mm -hmm. Is it good? How, how would you handle that sort of question? Maybe within the context of like sort of a small, like FinTech type company like Vero. Mm, yeah, for sure. No, it's a, the question was kind of, uh, you know, kind of, um, I, I put it up cause I was remembering a conversation that I had fairly recently with another CISO peer of mine who works for yeah. an, another investment management company. And, you know, we were kind of, you know, we'd worked together in the past and, and, uh, you know, we were kind of having a bit of a laugh about executives and stuff like that. And, yeah. and, uh, so yeah, that kind of spawned the, the, the conversation. But, um, you know, I think you're always going to get those kind of questions, you know, you get that, that mindset of, oh, if we implement this thing, then we're done, right? You know, security can sometimes be viewed as a very project kind of centered thing where there's a deadline on it. You know, you've got until the end of the year to implement this control and then you're done. Security's finished, you know, yeah. and that's not really how it works, right? Security is a longer term thing. It's a program, you know, maturity over time, those kinds of things. And I think that's really the response to the question. And, and, you know, looking at the comments on LinkedIn, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff on there. Yeah. Someone yeah. made a Mork and Mindy reference, which I think is hilarious, <laughs> but <laughs> I haven't seen that show in forever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, helping people understand that it's a journey. You know, when you get a question like that from an executive that says, Oh, we do these five things and we're done. Right. It's like, no, I mean, that moves us to the next notch, right? It, this is a journey. We're going from here to here. And then, you know, these are the steps along the path that we're going to take. So I think it's, it, it really comes back to that strategic roadmap view, that business aligned view, that risk management view to say, this is the world we operate in today. This is where we want to be in the future. And this is how we're going to get there. I'm yeah. giving you a status report on the current steps, but these are the future steps we want to take as well. Yeah, cool. So what other question that I was just sort of curious about while researching your background and sort of preparing for the, uh, the interview today um, was related to maybe like the differences and experiences that you've had at PIMCO sort of compared to thus far at Varo, like sure. PIMCO being sort of like industry Titan, large, maybe like old school financial services brokerage firm and Varo being like new up and coming company who's revolutionizing the way sort of consumers interact with banking. Yeah. How do you, how have you had maybe, how would you compare those two experiences, at least at a high level? Yeah, I think, you know, at a really high level, I mean, it's, it's still a, a, you know, head of security role, right? It still comes with that responsibility of, you know, being able to pick up all the rocks and see what rocks are underneath those rocks and what rocks yeah. are under those rocks, right? I mean, there's always skeletons in a closet and all that sort of stuff, even in a bigger organization, like a large bank or, you know, insurance company or healthcare company, yeah, there's always work to do, right? And that's why, CISOs have a job. 
Um, but I think the difference, you know, going from a you know much older, much larger international business to a to a you know a, a scrappy little startup like Baro that's just become a nationally chartered bank like a Wells and J.P. Morgan and stuff. I think the difference there is the you know that you, the way you interact with customers, the the market risk you have, the financial risk you have, you know that sort of stuff. I think brand name plays into it a little bit as well. So you know, Pimco is very much institutional clients, not retail focused, you know, don't do transactions online. You can't trade on a PIMCO website kind of thing. You know, you buy PIMCO funds through your 401k or something through Charles Schwab or another provider, right? Whereas with Varo, you have an app on your phone and you sign in and we deal with retail customers and all that sort of stuff. So I think the role changes, not so much from a, what are our regulatory requirements or what does a well-structured program look like? Cause that's all built on standards like NIST and ISO and that sort of stuff. So it's, there's key components that have to be in every program, no matter what the business is, but what it changes is the, what changes is the business. You know, how do you interact with customers? How is your product produced or sold or, or, you know, supported or something like that. So going from an investment manager with, you know, at the time, I think 15 offices across the world and almost $2 trillion under management, that's a big brand name, right? You get a different kind of attack at a company like that that's not retail focused versus, you know, Varo that is very retail focused. So sure. that's where I think, you know, part of my transition into this role has actually been learning quite a lot from our head of fraud strategy to, you know, understand more about how are our customers being impacted by cybersecurity uh, issues on their own side. So account takeover fraud and, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. So, um, we just have a couple of minutes left, so we're going to step into how we wrap up uh, each interview here. It's called the rapid fire round. Basically, I ask you uh, a couple of quick questions, and you respond with whatever comes to mind. Sound good? Sounds great. Cool. So first question is, uh, what book are you reading right now? Mm, how the Other Half Banks. A recommendation from our CEO, actually. Yeah. Okay, cool. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, so to be honest, I'm pretty early on in the read at the moment, okay. but it's really more yeah. about the discrepancies between, you know, how, you know, people, you know, that, uh, you know, higher income, higher net worth kind of individuals are treated by the banking system versus the folks that are largely underbanked and underserved by traditional financial services. Yeah. Cool. So next question, uh, what is the worst piece of security advice you've ever gotten? Mm, that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> I think the worst thing I've ever been told is just focus on the technology. Don't worry about this risk stuff. Don't worry about this compliance stuff. Just do the, just do the technology stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that really, to me, just, you know, kind of downplays the, the business alignment aspect of being a CISO and it just puts you back into that, you know, system administration box again. Yeah. Cool. So last question. Uh, If you could sit down, go back in time and sit down with your 20 year old self. Uh, what advice would you give him? Oh, that's a great question. Wow. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd say, uh, you know, I think I'd definitely say learn more about the business, you know, sort of understand, you know, your client as an employee, the business is your client essentially, you know, from a, you know, a recovering consultant here. So, sure. you know, I think, uh, you know, you're not just an employee, right? You're, you're part of this bigger machine and stuff and you're there to serve the needs of the business. So really understand, you know, where does the money come from? You know, what products and services do you provide to your clients and, and the, you know, 
every process in the business that exists for a reason. And so, you know, go out and learn those. Don't just focus on the technology pieces or the sales team or account management team or whoever. Yeah. You know, when was the last time you talked to an accounts payable person that might be susceptible to business email compromise, right? So right. it's, you know, understanding those, those core business processes as boring as they may sound to a technology sure. kid. So, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, Daniel, I really appreciate the, uh, the time today. It was great to meet you and, and thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me. No worries. You're most welcome.